This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by the longest uninterrupted podcast on the See You Next Tuesday network. That's right. We have been running the longest amount of time without ever taking a hiatus, or I guess we will in like 20 weeks, but we're, we're, the, we're the ones. We're it. We nailed it. Everybody else, they're taking breaks anytime they feel like it. They're going on long, uh, just take two, three weeks off their show, take one week off their show. I got the the West Taiwan election year virus, and I am I'm just can't be bothered to do my job. The one thing I have to do every week, can't be bothered to do that. But we do that. We do that because we're good. We're the best. And we're brought to you by that dedication to what we do. So thank you. Thank you to us, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Thank you, and you're welcome. to Here's What I Don't Get, from north to south, east to west, the only formerly 16 Minutes of Silence podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I am your host, Tab Burt, a guy who doesn't inject a bunch of arbitrary silence into our episodes to make them seem like they're longer than they are. And with me today, as always, my friend, who is not interested in telling you about all the movies he's been in, Tim the Handlebreaker. Welcome back, Tim. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, it's going great. You know, um, I was listening I was listening to other podcasts like you uh-huh. do. Yeah. And like I was do. just amazed at the level of unprofessionalism to not go through and look. I mean, you, do you know how easy it is to look and see the silence in your waveform, Tim? I mean, even if you're doing a two hour yeah. plus podcast, you'd think like on the waveform you'd notice like a big a big gap of silence. Like yeah. you can look, turn your head right there and see waveforms and yeah. look, I can see on that track right now. Is silence. Yep. And if I were going to cut that track down, I'd just go select that. But not not other other podcasts will just put that out there into their feed. And you go, oh, wow, 30-minute podcast. That's, that's the perfect length for my commute. Mm-hmm. Let me start listening while I'm driving. And I can't I can't play with my phone while I'm driving. Of course not. That'd because be unsafe. I, it's un- not responsible. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I have this, this is the perfect amount of time I will get... I'll get to work just as this ends, and I'll be happy. And then you're halfway to work and just sat, suddenly... Silence. Silence. What are you supposed to do? Pull over and start another podcast? There's only one thing you can do. That's unsubscribe. Yep. And what's even worse is when it's not the first time that they've done it. Just not edited their shit correctly and put a big chunk of silence in there. Someone's really messing up. Someone is really fucking up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, man, it's been a crazy bunch of work this week. Has it? Yeah, it has. I feel like Dookie. Just absolutely <laughs> miserable. Um, there's been it's been a lot of hours. Yeah, and sometimes when I get to work, I feel like I'm dead on arrival. Huh. It just nothing there yeah. makes you makes you feel like anything. And they tell you to go. It's like ah, you know what? Uh, it's time to go home. I say good riddance. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I am ready to cruise on out. <laughs> so. Uh, Long work week. It is. It has been a long work week. It's been a lot more stressful than I thought it's been, as Tim has been witness to. Because like last night, <laughs> last night we went over to Truckin' and Tuckin's for movie night. Yeah. And we're sitting there watching TV, and I've got my computer open the whole time. I had I delayed my arrival at his place so I could text everyone on the call list to try and get this call filled. And I spent yeah. all night with my computer open, and about every like forty five minutes I get a message about you know or two about someone wanting to be added to the list and I'd have to add people to the list because there's no there's no off time on this it's no you, it's you, kind of that's kind of the yeah. shitty part right 
I woke up this morning to dozens of texts. People, someone texted me at one seventeen this morning to tell me they could work. Okay, you know, yeah, I'm not going to respond right away. That's the other thing is. I've learned my lesson and I'm no longer responding to people if I'm not sitting in front of my computer to write them down. So I, there was someone who texted me about work and then I got real busy Saturday. So Saturday um, was the longest day ever because <laughs> uh, we had to load in the opening act for this show. They came in and then they wrapped up. And I went home and I get home and I got a message from my sister and about something I had told her that I was going to do that I had forgotten about because the day was so crazy. So I left to go do that. But I to leave to go do that, I had to also be prepared for the whole thing I was going to do that night, uh-huh. which was, I was my friend's daughter's wedding reception. I was going over to that. So I had to get dressed nicely to do that. And anyway, it was it was just a long, long fucking day on Saturday. So there was someone who tech who texted me and was like, Hey, uh, let me know about this call. And I said, yeah, I'll text you as soon as I get back to my computer. And then I never got back to my computer until Sunday morning. So he, they texted me and they're like, uh, just, I just want to confirm that this is, did you get my message? Like, yeah, I got your message. I just didn't, I didn't reply because I'm not replying until you're, until I have Tim, the handle breaker right there on the list. So I don't forget you and then keep calling people like I'm not supposed to. So yeah. How's been uh how's your work been, Tim? Well, it hasn't been as stressful. Uh I helped you out with some of that uh some of that work. Yeah. That was a fun day. That was a fun day. <laughs> yeah, uh so they did the wedding reception in their living room uh-huh. of their house. They have, they have a nice house. Nice house. And they were supposed to be in the backyard too, and it rained. Mm-hmm. On Saturday. Yeah. And the band didn't want to set up in the backyard, even though it had stopped. Like, the storm had passed over us. It was a 30-minute storm. And there was, there was a little bit of drizzle coming. I'm like, no, it's, you know, 10, 15 more minutes, and the clouds are going to part, and it's going to be very cool and very beautiful out here. It'll be perfect for their first dance. And they were they got chicken, and they went inside. Uh. And then it became a beautiful fucking night outside. So after the band finished playing, we went and sat on the back in the backyard drinking and cavorting and having a wonderful time and i was like if only people would listen to me (laughs) uh but yeah so tim helped me move all of their living room furniture to their upstairs room yes which was uh it wasn't too bad until the last piece which was just like it was 98 percent of the possible volume you could get up (laughs) that set of stairs yeah so we ended up putting a hole in the wall Mm -hmm. pretty good on the on the plus side that furniture is not ever coming down those stairs. No, no. That's yeah. the kind of furniture that is like, it's it's leave, it's staying in the house. Yeah. yeah. Whoever owns the house next will have that furniture. Yep. And they'll go, we don't really want this. And they'll Too try bad. and move it down the stairs. And like, oh, no. Yeah. You're going to have to saw it in half. Yeah. This sofa is cut in half, to quote friends. Yeah, yeah. see, Tim did help me with that. I did appreciate that. Anyway, where, where were you going with that story? Um... Where was I going with that story? We're going to talk about the steak that someone made that wasn't me. That was fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. I was very, you know, I'll go out to eat steak and it's, it's good. It's but. good. But the, the we've talked about this before, but like there are, pro, there are certain inherent problems with steak places. Yeah. Like you need, you, you know, a steak to be seasoned. It's best needs to be seasoned ahead of time. Can't really do that with a steak place. Because if you season 50 fillets for dinner, 
and only 20 people order fillets. That's 30 fillets, you're out. You're out, yeah. Yeah, uh, I was... And no one wants a, a day-old... If you go to a steak place... Yeah. And they're like, um, all we have left is the steak from yesterday. You'd be like, shit, give me a piece of chicken. Yeah. I'm most most of the time, I th- I'd say like 98% of the time, if I'm eating home-cooked steak, it's because I'm cooking it. Yeah. Even if I'm at someone else's house, <laughs> I'm the one cooking it. So that was nice. And I was it was shockingly great. Yeah. It, it was in stir fry, but he bought a uh, New York strip to put in the stir fry yes. and it was like perfectly medium uh-huh. rare. So good. Stir fry was great on the, on a, and did it like on hibachi style, hibachi style on a, on a, a griddle top grill. Yep. Yeah. I got good stuff. Got to work up my, my griddle top cooking. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't really done much. With I it. haven't been able to do much. I've done a lot of chicken, but I haven't done any steak. I've done steak once and it turned out on just all right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, well, there was that. Uh, I watched I watched more sports than I wanted to this week. Did you watch the Euro Cup? I did watch the Euro Cup finals. Yeah. The, as uh, I like to call it, the Euro Cuck. <laughs> Actually, this was the 2020 finals. So this, this is last year's sports? This was last year's sports. Mm, I don't think it's this year's sports. Oh, it is this year's sports, but it's last year's cup. Who the fuck cares? They're yeah. fucking soccer players. <laughs> The fuck of people that care about soccer. Yeah. Three and a half hours, three, five total goals. Yep. Get five. Go, go straight to hell. The finals. Wasn't it three, two? No. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh. oh, no, no. You're mistaken. The finals were one, one. Because it was tied. They went into penalty shots. So then, which is the so, so which someone is, just stands on the edge and kicks the ball at the goal. Yeah, and it's why best of five. Just, why don't they just do that? The whole the whole, the whole game, yeah. just fucking skip it and just do penalty shots. I mean, sure, what that's that's what you want to see. Sport. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I want to go back to though. I want to go back to our movie night. Yeah, and I think you have something to talk about. Oh, do I? I think you do. Oh, well, that's my first issue. Yeah. But, but you also have something to talk about that's our first issue. Your first issue. My first issue. Yeah. I don't know where you're going with this. Well, weren't you going to bring in one of the movies we watched? Yes. That's right. Yeah. Oh, it's my go. It's my and go. You're trying to go first because right. I did the intro. <laughs> that's yeah. Right. Here's what I don't these get. are the rules of the show. Yes. Well, it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I don't get. Um, Alien Covenant. We watched Alien Covenant last we, night. We did watch that movie. Now, I'm I'm not a humongous. Hold on, let me say, watch is a strong word. I feel more like we were in the presence of it while it was on. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not like the world's biggest Alien fan, but I really enjoy those movies. Yeah, I really the, of the I one own, I own them on Blu-ray. I mean, I like them enough that way. The ones I like, I really I really like the first one. Yep. One of the best movies of all time. Yep. The second one ruins the franchise and is by a hack director. Um, the third one. Mm, the third one's not great. It's not great. Yeah. But it's also not the second one. It It's not. I can see a glimmer of what that movie was supposed to be. And yes. that's interesting enough. Uh-huh. And it has to like, I like the care. I like all the prisoners in it. I like their whole ethos that's yeah. going on. Yeah. And it, the it's. It's got some weirdness. It's got to some it. weirdness and some interesting stuff in there. I just it's 
I don't know if it's studio interference or writing or what about it. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like a basketball goal where you, you shoot it for, for you try and do the field goal in the, at the end of the quarterfinals and, you know, it bounces off of the edge of the goal and into a penalty box. Yeah. That's how basketball works. <laughs> I tried to throw out as many different uh-huh. sports things as I knew. And then the fourth one, I mean, you can really take it or leave it. The fourth one was the first one that I like saw. I, I caught part of it on TV and I thought I was like, what the fuck is going on yeah. in this movie? All the way up to the end. I caught it like halfway. I caught maybe a two thirds of the way through to the end. And then, and then I was curious. So I watched the whole franchise. Uh, then you have the AVP movies, yep. uh, which are just just the garbage schlock. They're garbage schlock, yeah. and and it's it's a, you know and but they, they it is it's not like meta, but I think they were self aware that they were doing garbage schlock. I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. No, I, maybe the second one more so. The second one I think is a little more aware of the fact that it's garbage schlock. I'm not. It's not. It's not one of those movies that is self aware. But I think that they knew that they weren't doing a movie, a movie, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, and then we got Prometheus. Yep. Which you and I both liked. I really like Prometheus. The I only, don't really like Prometheus. I, the thing is that uh, I know that like bad parts of movies for you really hinder the experience. Yeah. Um, and I'm much more forgiving yeah. Uh, with bad parts of movies, to me, Prometheus it really only turns in that last third of the movie is uh, really where it gets wacky. It it turns a lot. There's a there's a lot of stupid decisions that get made in that movie, like yes. making the guy who makes the maps get lost in the ship just make it another guy. Yeah. You have eleven guys. <laughs> make her boyfriend the maps guy. Yes. I mean. Uh, but like those decisions are like horror movie decisions. Yeah. You know, um, you have to have a certain amount of stupidity to make a horror movie. Work. Yes. You have to walk upstairs. Yep. When you hear a noise, you have to go, go investigate. investigate. You have to split the team up. When you're calling your friend and you think you see him, you got to walk right up to him and put your hand on him uh-huh. before you realize he's dead. Yes. Uh, all that stuff. Um, if you are with someone who's about your age and the opposite gender, you got to start fucking. You got to start. Um, or, or one of you has to start. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like the rest of Prometheus really holds up for me. I love the, the cinematography. Oh the, yeah. The editing, especially that first, like the first third of the movie is edited really well. I love the design of that movie. Like if there was one, if there was one movie that I would buy like a coffee book, coffee table book, coffee table book of. of like the art of and the design of, yeah, that'd be a good it would, one. Prometheus would be way up there. Um, and so when I heard that Alien Covenant sucked dick, I didn't go see it. Um, and so I didn't see it until last night. And uh, boy, were my expectations met. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, my expectations were met so much so that, I mean, there was a point where I was yelling at the screen. Yep. Multiple points. Multiple even. points. Multiple points. I'm yelling at the screen. Uh, the The movie is so... Like you talk when we when we talk about the the alien movies, you talk about you talk a lot about Ridley Scott. Your flag's backwards. That's what's going on. Someone spun it around. Someone spun it around. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you talk a lot about Ridley Scott. Now, I don't think that Ridley Scott has as much power as you think he, he might have. Are you kidding? I think he's a huge name director. He's made I know that. huge blockbusters. That's why I think he has he's the one who ran But we're not the in the era of the director as the auteur anymore. But he's still of the era of the auteur. I understand that, but we're not in that era anymore. And, and like they're not giving him 300 million dollars to make whatever movie he wants like Quentin Tarantino. Mm. Um he's still part of the studio system. Especially when it comes to Alien. Um well, then why doesn't he pull a Josh Trank and tell everyone it's terrible? I don't know. I, I I think this is what happens, right? He has the ideas on what he wants to do, right? And Prometheus is part of the Prometheus was part of the idea. He wanted it to be very, very loosely tied to Alien. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he wanted it to be very loosely tied to Alien and have this whole, you know, um, uh, maker mythos, evolution, life, you know, thing going on and the studio was like yeah but you make the alien movies so could you um throw some aliens in there and he'll be like i guess i could work that in um and he did and prometheus and i guess the writers of prometheus which are completely different writers of alien covenant i checked to just to make sure because alien covenant uh whereas like prometheus you prometheus opens on um the engineers creating life on earth mm-hmm. and then uh we see that scientists have found this documentation that we were visited by aliens long ago in separate different, separate, separate, several different civilizations that could not have talked to each other, all having the same drawing. And then we see um, David on the ship um, mm-hmm. by himself. And we are introduced to David, who is a central character um, and important to the story. Uh, see him doing his stuff and he's waking up all the crew and we're introduced to the crew and the crew is all, they're all like these um, horror, not just horror genre, but they're, they're um, they let the actors bring the characterization to the actual characters. Otherwise they're like, you know, pretty nondescript. Um, uh, just not blank slates, but they're the, what would you call them? Um, archetypes. They're archetypes. Yeah. They're archetypes. And they let the, like the captain of the ship, Idris Elba, is, they, they let you go, okay, he's the captain of the ship. They let his Idris Elba's personality just carry that. Yeah, Idris Elba's personality carries that role. Like, there's nothing in that written, like, to make him, you know, make that character what it is. Um, I think maybe Charlize Theron's character is the most written as a character, character-wise. You know, yeah. to really make her, a, like, a conniving bitch. Well, and they... They give her motivations in the script yes. with her being spoiler alert, Wayland's secret daughter. daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but the rest of the crew, right? Um, even uh, Numi Rapus is, yeah. Um, you know, she, she's not annoying, uh, and it's a, it's a pretty decent actress. Um, from what I, from the other movies I've seen her in. No. Oh. Um, I haven't seen her in anything because I don't watch Swedish snuff films. Well, I do. <laughs> Uh, and I like her in those movies, um, but she's she you know she's not annoying, which is great. Uh, she's no Ripley, you know, but she she carries you know what they give her. Um, whereas Alien Covenant seems to both uh, want you to care about its characters, and then also do nothing with them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give them any arcs. Uh, it doesn't give them 
like Prometheus, doesn't give them anything to do. And then the actors they hire are all like nobodies. Not the biggest name in that movie is other than Michael Fassbender is Billy Crudup. Who's, who's and, a guy? And no, and he, well, I wouldn't even. He, despite him being a Hollywood actor, I wouldn't call. He's not a household name. No, yeah, he's a guy that you you just heard that name. You have no idea I'm talking about. But if you went and looked up IMDb, you go, oh, that oh, guy, that guy. He does serious movies that I don't like to watch. And then a bunch of people that you've never seen and you never never seen. Well, I guess who's the, who is the Danny McBride? Danny McBride is the, the funny guy name in that. Yeah, he's the funny guy. Yeah, and um, he's not good in that movie at all because he can't fucking act. No. And he's the one they give that dramatic scene to. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, all the other people are just non-charismatic, <laughs> bland people. Yeah. Um, like the uh, the Hispanic guy, I mean, just because he has that accent, kind of has a thing going on, barely. There's a Hispanic guy in this movie? He, I mean, he survives through the end. Spoilers. Are they, uh, I'm, I don't. I don't give a shit about this movie. Oh, Fucking that guy. Spoilers. That guy. Yes. Uh, the gay guy. Yeah. I, I mean, but he's buried. He's he's. But like like. If you describe the guy who well, had he's one percent more, his face burnt away. I I know who you're talking about. Yes, and that's the other way to describe that guy. Yeah. Um, acid face. That's the uh, there's. That, that movie is characterized by a bunch of characters who make inexplicably stupid decisions. That's the other thing is that like Prometheus, I, I know a lot of people rag on Prometheus because of that last scene where um, they don't, the, the engineer ship is rolling, towards rolling them. towards them and they don't go to the left or right. Um, or Charlize Theron doesn't go to the left or right. Well, neither does, neither does new me rape face. <laughs> she, she, uh, she, she, she gets, gets saved hide by, by some by rocks. rocks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Charlie's there and just falls down. Uh huh. Um, and that's, that is dumb. Yeah. Even with the scale of that, you know, cause you could, you could at least show them be like, Oh, we have to run into the inner circle, but the ship is so big that we might, we still might not make it in time. See what I would have done in that scene is you just, you have them both run opposite directions and you want to kill Charlie Theron, yeah. obviously. And so you have it, it's rolling it's, and it's on its oblong and then it hits something and stops and rolls and hits to her. lay flat. And, She's just not outside the zone yet and yeah. gets crushed then. Um, and sure that's dumb, but Alien Covenant is it's it's the you know dumb horror movie dumb. It's I compared it to so in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy franchise, there's they get, land on the ship that's the Golgan Frencham uh, Arc B, which this planet Golga Frencham. They pack all of their middle managers and telephone cleaners and other useless people yeah. into an arc and they shoot it to another planet with the intent of putting it. They're told the people on arc B are told arc A that has all the scientists and politicians and engineers is going to leave right after you. And arc C who has all the low class are going to leave after them and that uh -huh. way you guys can get it set up and then these next two arcs will arrive and everyone will be happy because they need to clean telephones when they arrive on their new planet but really what they're doing is they're taking all the undesirable middle cast and getting rid of them mm -hmm. and that is what this ship is yes they put all the dumbest fucking people on the planet on it and they're like uh -huh. just fire it into space <laughs> make james franco the captain and fire it into space that was weird i mean that's that was the first weird thing about this movie was seeing James Franco not be in the movie. Yes. <laughs> if you're going to get, I mean, he's 
household name. Put yeah. him in the movie. Make him be Billy Crudup's character yeah. or something. Um, they, I think I think what they were doing is they were trying to shock you with the fact that he dies right away. But it, I, I, it was I wasn't shocked. I was like, oh, oh, that was oh, James that was Franco. James Franco. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Make him Danny McBride's character. Yeah. Give know. him a funny hat. Give him a funny hat. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, the it, it wants you to to feel for these characters, but then it doesn't do anything with them. Like it, I mean, the most it's, it's a colony ship, but the crew that runs the ship are all couples. Well, I think, yeah, because it's, because it's a colony ship and they have, um, to procreate, they have to procreate, but also they have all these embryos that they're taking. Yeah. Um, because the whole spiel of the movie is this whole life, you know, it's a, it's about life. Yeah. And uh, extending the human, uh, extending the human life, life. But then you get to the planet, and and you have David who's experimenting with the alien life, and he's you know research. He's cross genetic hybridization. What I understand is so about halfway through the movie, they reveal what happened. Prometheus ends, David and Elizabeth Shaw get in a, a space jockey ship and fly off to the space jockey homeworld, uh-huh. which is evidently where Alien Covenant takes place. Yes. And I, it's not the homeworld. Hello? I feel like that could have been a text message. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. They're all couples on the ship. Uh, you're talking about the middle of the movie where... Oh, the middle of the movie. They, they show, what happens, they the show what happened at the end of yeah. Prometheus. And David shows up to the engineer's planet and he dumps all the vases of black goo onto them, which kills them all instantly. And I don't understand why this... You, you Tim was losing mind. He goes, why are they showing us the beginning of the movie? <laughs> this is the beginning of the movie. Why yeah. are they showing us this now? This should have been the beginning of the movie. And obviously it should have been. But what I didn't... and. And it should have been, it should have been right. Like the ship comes flying in and everyone's pointing. Yeah. Cause the first movie opens, the Prometheus opens with the engineer on the waterfall and all that. And they're pointing and the ship comes in, it comes to dock. And then all of a sudden the, the vases come raining down and all this, this like destruction is happening. And you're like, Oh my God, what's going on? And then you reveal that it's David that did it as opposed to showing David doing it. Yes. That's my, that would have been my big change to that scene. Because then you're like, is is Numi Rapeface doing it? What's going on? But uh, you were you were very annoyed as to why that wasn't the beginning of the movie, which you're right. Yeah. But I was annoyed as to why is David doing this? They don't. Uh, he has no motivations for just wiping out the engineers. Uh, well, it's not just wiping out the engineers. It's one of you guys tore off my head, so I'm going to kill all of you. I think at this point. That's his turn from uh, from like quizological robot, uh, like you know, wondering about life and creation, into oh, I've I was created by humans, and I am superior to them, mm-hmm. and I am and so which also means I'm superior to the creators mm-hmm. that created the humans, and now I can create this new life. I'm creating a new life form, the neomorphs, the xenomorphs, you know, eventually that will, uh, you know, he wants to be able to create life. So he rains the black goo down on the planet 
which then makes it. But that doesn't create life. More. It just kills everyone. Wouldn't his Wouldn't his goal be better served by going to the planet and like doing weird experiments and then slowly killing off the population? That's what I mean. It should have been yes. Yeah. Because uh, I also don't understand what he's hybridizing this thing with because the black goo kills everything. Yeah. I mean, what what we needed was so that's that's that scene. Uh, we needed we needed to reveal why David did this. Uh, it wasn't them just sitting there and talking in like mm -hmm. poetry. Yes, they were so fucking proud of themselves. Oh, he's oh that the whole poetry thing so up their own ass. It's 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 David's characterization in this movie, uh, yeah. making him like the evil guy that recites poetry and listens to classical music. Just like the the most aside from like mustache twirling in a uh, hot air balloon with a dog sidekick, it's the most uh, or you know tying a damsel to a train track. It's the most um, ham fisted ham fisted way, to make way, him way be a bad of guy. making him be a bad guy. Um, then then there's the other bit which I I looked up later. Right, this movie went through so many rewrites. Yeah, it's like like some guy came up with the, with the basis of the story. Then someone wrote a script based on that. That guy revised once or twice, and then that guy that guy rewritten again, and then revised again. And one of those later guys was like, "I loved Alien so much, the first one. It was one of my favorite movie going moments as a kid, and I really wanted to harken back to the first Alien movie. So." What I did was take was, a big steaming shit right on it. Yeah. And, and not knowing that we talked about it during, while watching the movie, it's like they want to do the cool, they want to do like the planet side Prometheus stuff, but they also want to do the ship alien first alien movie stuff. Yeah. So they just jammed them both into one movie, mm -hmm. which didn't work, which did not work. And they, the other thing they keep trying to do is they keep trying to remake Ripley. They, yes. did, they did an alien versus predator. With, uh -huh. with that character who's totally forgettable. Uh -huh. They do it and they, they even try and do it twice because we have like the main character in Alien versus Predator, but there's another woman on that team, the blonde, who's like, I'm I'm just like Ripley too. It's supposed to mm -hmm. go like, Oh, she's badass, and then she gets killed right away. Uh and then they do the same thing in Prometheus. They try and make Shaw the next Ripley. Ripley. They try and make now, I don't remember her fucking name. You know what? Lesbian haircut. I looked it up later, and she looks just like her dad. Who Ridley is Scott. No, Sam Watterson. Her dad is Sam Watterson. I don't know who that well, is. You would not know because you are not a Law & Order aficionado. I'm not. No. Yeah, lesbian haircut. They uh -huh. try and make her into the next Ripley. And what makes Ripley interesting is because back to Alien. Alien is one of... Do you know, do you know that when they wrote the characters for alien, they didn't, they only wrote them as last names. Only wrote them as last names. Yeah. Yep. And then, so Ripley was never supposed to be strong woman. female, strong female icon. It was just Sigourney Weaver read the most. Cause she has, she was able to put the most into the character. Like Ripley works because of the little bit that they develop with her in the movie and Sigourney Weaver being an excellent actor. Yep. And where they really expand on the character of Ripley is in aliens, aliens. which as is much the as, only good thing about that movie. Yeah. As much as I hate aliens, that is where Ripley gets most of her characterization. Because it builds like the daughter thing and that guilt and that's yes. why that motivates her which through is a Newt. Great, which is great. Yeah. And so they keep and trying it does, to it, uh, reinvent Leave Ripley. her alone, you get you away bitch. from her, you bitch. The, um, that, I mean, plus she's, uh, that's when she's in the, um, power, the mech power, power loader. 
power loader. Um, uh, yeah, and so these movies are trying to do that. These movies are trying to get to that in half a movie yeah. as opposed to two whole movies. Well, they're trying to shorthand it. Yeah. But the the thing is, they're not getting charismatic actresses to do this. Nope. Or, or the writing's not there. Yeah. They're do, and the reason why I say this is Ripley Scott's fault, and you don't think it is, is because Ripley Scott didn't do Aliens. No. He wasn't even approached nope. because he was difficult to work with on Alien, and he wasn't interested in doing sequels. Yeah. And then 30 years, 40 years later, he's done all of the gladiators and Robin hoods and other piece of shit movies that he's been able to churn out. Gladiators are pretty good. Gladiators good. Right. But then he's like, I'm going to do Robin hood, which is like a sequel, but it's not a sequel and it's not good. Mm-hmm. And he likes long, boring period pieces. And so he's like, well, I'll return to my roots and do, you know, I'll show these young guys who ruined aliens, how it's done. And they yeah. may, he makes Prometheus, which you and I are the only people on earth that like apparently. And he fucks it up. And they get a new team of writers, and he's like, well, gets a new team of writers, and they go, all right, we're going to explicitly make this an alien movie, and he fucking ruins the franchise. Retroactively ruins Alien. <laughs> with his dumb fucking around. Yeah. Um, it, it it also, it's the modern movie thing, which uh, I've talked about this a lot, um, especially with Congress Godzilla. It over explains the things that it doesn't need to, and it doesn't explains and it doesn't explain the things yeah. it needs to. It's it's just not a good movie. Do you remember when Billy Crudup dies, or not when he dies, but when he finds David and and, and senses that David is evil? Yeah, remember what he says? Uh, oh, he says something about like he's like I, I, I saw, saw the, the devil, devil when, when I, I was a, a child. Kid. Yeah. Like, oh which is, my God. but it comes out of nowhere Yeah, because they have done nothing with that character. We're like, Hey, hey how about you? Uh, tell us what that's all about instead. Yeah. It's it, the voice that Michael Fassbender is doing is. Un- oh, that's so weird. That is really weird. The I whole, know- the whole Billy Crudup death is dumb. His chest burster, him getting chest burster, just the, the whole lead up to that, right? He's yeah, like, yeah. He catches David talking to a protomorph, yeah, and then he kills it, and he's like, "You better tell me what's going on." And David's like, "Okay, all right, I'll take you. Come with me." And just like walks him into, into walks him into room. the most dark, dank area where he's been like working on weird animal experiments, and rather than just put a bullet in him, which is what I would have been like, this guy is fucking weird, and just <laughs> boom. And then gone back and found a lesbian haircut and the other guys and and been like, we got to get out of here. I killed that weird monster. Let's get the lander in here. He, he gets, he gets led all the way up to a giant alien egg, which opens up and he's like, look inside. There's something for you. Yeah. Uh, Like when you, when you do the thing where you take a quarter and you put it on the table and you put the water bottle over the quarter and then you go, it's disappeared. Look down there and see it. And you squeeze the, that's what that guy fell for. He fell for the future version of that. Hey, Tab, how about you open this can of peanuts? I got you. <laughs> Timmy, you uh, hungry for some peanuts, buddy? It even rattles like real peanuts. And then they do the weird thing. So he gets chest bursted. Mm-hmm. And in in an imitation of the first movie, it comes out and it's all it's tiny. But then because it's CGI, all the alien shit is the... Mm, the... It's such a, such a shame that they wasted all the practical effects that they did in this movie on this movie. Yeah. 
uh, because uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of this alien stuff was practical. They they, uh, they over CG'd like the the thing remake, uh-huh. uh huh, or prequel, pre pre make, pre sequel moot. It's a pre make. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So the chest pressure pops out, and then David is looking at it, and it's he's doing like the like a. He's like, I'm your master. It's a weird African dance. Yeah, and David does like a weird like karate crane pose thing, and the chest burster does that, and then scampers off. Um, now, by far, my my least favorite part of this movie is they take this loader down, and they're like talking over the radio, like we'll do the loader. Like, oh, the loader's not rated for for space. I don't even know if it can do it. And like, oh, it's meant to carry a million pounds. The cab will hold in in yeah. zero at at mo. It'll be fine. And so he comes down on this, what's essentially a flatbed truck, yes. a space, flatbed, space truck. flatbed truck, and he flies it down there and they all hop on. And this thing, this thing can hover. It's got VTOL engines. And, and then he jets. just circles around the city for about five minutes while the alien jumps on and they fight the alien uh-huh. and then they fly it up into space. It's like, dude, why didn't you just, just fucking fly straight up in the air into space? And then the, and then the movie's over. And I don't understand any of it because this thing is supposed to carry some heavy shit and it's empty. Yeah. It's like my car, my car full of, you know, if I put 300 pounds of sandbags in the trunk and I had the passenger compartment all full of people mm-hmm. and I did a drag race, not going to win. No. Now, if I take the back seat out and strip out everything but the driver's seat, the steering wheel and the gauges, I'm going to go a lot faster. Yes. What, what the fuck is going on? But it's, it had Here's, to happen so they could have a cool action sequence. Well, it had to happen. It's a lot like the action sequence in the original Alien. Yes, it had to happen so they could go back to the ship. Yeah. But it also harkens back to the problem with the whole movie from the beginning, which is uh, you got guy driving the loader and you got lady on the flatbed fighting the alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if you go straight up, what's going to happen to the lady and the alien? Well, the... Aliens can survive in space. That's the thing that doesn't. They could have just flown up into space because the one guy had one in him. Like yeah. that's the that's the seventeenth act of this movie. Yeah, is trying to remake Alien in seventeen minutes. Yes, but what? So what happens to the lady? She's she's there like she just with, doesn't go outside. The alien yeah, doesn't jump up on there. They fly straight up in the air. The alien like well, looks. What up I was at trying him. to get to is what? But if the lady is on the flatbed and they start going straight up, what happens to the lady? She dies. She burns up in ammo because she doesn't have a spacesuit on. She's not wearing a spacesuit, which is what the entire crew does when they land on an alien planet. They're like, it's got breathable oxygen and gravity like ours. It's even better than the planet we're supposed to go to. Let's go check out this lady singing Country Room Take Me Home by jo- by John Denver. That's not creepy at all. <laughs> so we land on a planet. Not wearing spacesuits. And what's the first thing that happens? Some guy sniffs a flower and the black pollen goes into his nose and makes him sick. And he gets, and it gets an alien comes gets out an of alien him. come out of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It This movie feels like it feels like it came out. of You know, those magnet words you like write stuff on your refrigerator with. Yeah. The whole words, not the letters, but the whole, words. the whole words. Yeah. yeah. It feels like it was a larger form of that where they were sentences like or plot points. And someone just yeah. pulled them out of, out of the bag and they're like, all right, what do we got here? What do we got here? We got colonists. All right, what do we got here? We got the black goo. We got a space station. We got a uh, flatbed truck. 
All right. What else we got in here? We got a gay guy. Uh, what do we got? Robots. We got l- meaning of life. Let's make a movie. <laughs> and then the other, the other thing that uh, was really weird was they do this much more in Prometheus, but in Prometheus, there's a lot of like AV stuff where uh, the the ship is talking to the crew that's investigating the, the weird building on the planet. And so the people have like, cameras on their, on their oh, suits yeah. and microphones and stuff. And there's a little bit of that in covenant. They rarely use it, but uh, all these people 10 years after Prometheus, 10 years after Prometheus happens, these people are wa- walking around wearing GoPros. Yeah. Literal, literal GoPros, literal GoPros. Yeah, and I even said, you know, Star Trek does a lot of things where they'll take like a the a modern thing, uh, he's something that looks a little semi futuristic, uh-huh. and they'll turn it into a prop for. So, something like a else. lot of times, they'll do they have weird glasses for everything, and they'll be like candle holders or vases uh-huh. or just some random shit, but it looks kind of goofy. And it's like, well, that must be alien. We need alien glassware. What are we gonna do? Or you know, this is a um, this is one of our like <laughs> noisemakers. The this is now a phaser. Yes. They do, they do that kind of thing. And, but they always try and disguise it, or they take something that's used in one way in the modern uh-huh. world and use it in a different way in the future world. Yeah, like but I, in this, these like, GoPros are just GoPros. Yeah. Uh, like, cut a flashlight in half, put that front lens on some weird small body. You know, one of these things, right? Take this thing, spray paint it black, put the front of a flashlight on it, Boom, future camera. Yeah. GoPros. This is supposed to be 2084. Yep. Well, speaking of movie night, here's what I don't get. Non-alcoholic whiskey. Now anyone who's known me for the last 10 years or so, if they, they had to list off stuff about me, I think in the early on in the list would be the fact that I drink whiskey and I like whiskey and I talk about it and I gather them up. Like I have, I think... 70-ish whiskeys now. It's a lot. On, You're on, a fan. I'm a fan. I'm an aficionado, if you will. Yeah. So I saw an ad last week for a non-alcoholic whiskey, zero calories and 0% alcohol, and I thought, there's no way this is good. But I can't I can't call myself like a whiskey guy if I don't. I have to... So I have to, one, I want to... I always like to try new whiskeys. Yeah. To constantly expand on, you know, my horizons of whiskey. And this is this is one of the horizons. But uh also also in that is in Star Trek, they don't have alcohol. They have synthol. They have synthol, which it has all it has the the taste of alcohol, but none of the bad effects. You can yes, you shake can. it off and go back on duty, no yes. problem. So I'm curious about this Star Trek future where alcohol is it's like Dr. Pepper and you can just kind of drink it whenever. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, non-alcoholic whiskey, that's got to be, that's got to be a step in the right direction of, of the Star Trek future. Uh-huh. So I bought, I bought, I bought one bottle and then buying one bottle, uh, got a targeted ad that showed me a second bottle. So this was the first bottle I bought. It's called Monday Zero Alcohol Whiskey. And if you're watching the stream, I've got it here on this stream. It's a, the description on the back here says, 
Uh, a cultural shift is underway, a mindset towards self-care, staying sharp, and living life without compromise, a movement that refuses to choose between good health and great taste. Whether you don't drink alcohol or are just sober curious, Monday is here to help you cheers with delicious drinks. So, Tim, how would you describe this? Um, I would describe it the way... the way. Uh, okay, you, you brought these... All you said I, was I brought these and I did not go. So, so I know me taste testing it with the knowledge that it's zero alcohol. I'm going to be predicated to saying this tastes like shit. Yes. So I needed a blind taster to take a sip of it and go, this tastes like shit. Uh-huh. So you, you brought them to Chuck and Tuckins and just said, all you said was, Hey guys, I got two new whiskeys for you to try. And when we're, when we've had them both, I'll tell you what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we had the other one first, but that one, um, here, here's the other one. Here's the other one. This one is called Kentucky Spiritless Kentucky 74 Bourbon. Yeah. Has a nice plain white bottle that's embossed with I will say like, both the stuff that's in here. Both are nice bottles. Both are nice bottles. This has a really nice punt on the bottom. It does. You the other one has a the other one there. has a huge punt. Well, no, this one has a shallow punt, but it has a very thick bottom glass. So much so that it's like it's a heavy bottle. Yeah, it feels nice in your hands. That one's a little overdesigned. The label. The label. The other one has a, the Kentucky has a nice. Well, it appears to be minimalist, but then you start to look at it and it's got, got a bunch of shit, shit on here, it. like yeah. running shoes, a football, a mustache, a bow tie, a horn, a horse, an orange, okay. a skateboard. So you made you made old fashions with the seventy four first. Yep. The spearless seventy four. Um. It was good enough in the cocktail that we all finished our cocktails, I believe. Did you finish yours? No. Oh, I finished mine. I think you only finished it because you didn't know. It did. I mean, we... Here's how it went. You gave it to us. We sipped it. Chugging and talking went, this is going to sound weird, but... uh, This tastes like beans. This tastes like beans. <laughs> and I was like, And I was like, huh... So I sipped it more. I was like, oh, yeah, it's like a baked bean thing going on. But then I was thinking, well, baked beans, how do you do What do you do when you go beans to baked beans? Brown sugar, bourbon. It's just a shot away. You're right, right. Yeah. Uh, brown sugar um, uh, is is one of the tastes of bourbon, can be the taste of a bourbon. Um, so I figured maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's that weird brain you know, link that your brain yeah. is doing where you're like, ah, this kind of tastes like brown sugar, which also kind of tastes like baked beads, uh, which is great in a cocktail. Um, <laughs> and then you made the second one. Yeah. I finished that drink. But, it was So I made the second one. Everyone took a drink and then I get, then I had the big reveal. It was like, it was like, um, because we couldn't catch a predator. Yeah. Like, right, why don't you guys have a seat? But only because, uh, <laughs> The predator had gotten into the house and was already like had the condoms in his hand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the second one was so bad that we were like, "This is undrinkable." Uh, I described it as it tastes like six thirty a.m. at a interstate truck stop. Yep. Whereas, where it's like you're going on a family road trip because um, it tastes like orange. Coffee grounds and jalapeno. Yes, because in order to add the burn of whiskey back in, they just put capsaicin capsaicin into these drinks, which is 
uh, which wrong. Is, which is, it's the ingredient that makes peppers what we perceive as being spicy and burning our mouth. Uh-huh. But the burn of, of alcohol and it's completely different. The burn of a spicy food. Yes, we both refer to them both as burning, but it's the same way we refer to oil in your car and oil that you cook with as both oil. <laughs> They're not interchangeable. Yeah. The way that you can burn your hand on a stove or you can burn your hand on dry ice, but the experience of going through both is very different. Or your buddy can burn you with a zinger. Yeah. One of them is enjoyable and one of them is not. <laughs> it's and it's the the joke of these these this lie that they're trying to tell people because I I bought these out of curiosity they were pretty cheap yeah but uh, this one they, they came with these recipe cards like I'm gonna fucking make because the only way to drink these is via cocktails after we taste test them I had done I had done shots of them while we were testing uh-huh. and the second one I took a shot of and it's the most uh, disgusted it's, reaction I've ever had to an alcohol in my life. Well, it's not alcohol. Well, it's not. <laughs> it, but it's pretending to be. Yeah. And uh, the it was disgusting. I also it, took it. We all then with everybody else then also did it, and it was very bad. Yes. Very very bad. So this is the Monday write up that came as a card. It's like you know it's got their their hideous i think this is supposed to be art deco i think that it's it's over designed art deco yeah but they don't understand fundamentally what is an art deco welcome to monday thanks for giving us a go we're a mission-driven startup from san diego here to shake mm. up modern cocktail culture with stirring flavorful drinks so you can have it all without alcohol so dive right in and unwind with a five o'clock favor enjoy several go-tos with friends whatever your plans drinking monday means you'll never regret last night's good times the morning after Cheers, Chris Boyd, co-founder and CEO. Follow us at Drink Monday. Um, the then so then we went and looked at reviews. Yeah, and the reviews are unfathomable. Uh-huh. There are people that are like, "I drink it neat. It's so good. I forget that I'm not drinking whiskey." <laughs> like, Is your did you get the China virus and you don't have a sense of taste yeah. anymore? Because I think that's the only way that could this could possibly Pretty fool much. me. Yeah, uh, this. This was so not good. None of us, none of you guys finished your cocktails. They all got poured out, and then I made real old yes. fashions. And I apologize <laughs> for experimenting on you like that. No, it's fine. It made for a good night. It made for a good night. And it also, you'll never, if anyone ever goes, if this ever catches on, which I don't think it's going to. No. I don't know what, what exact, I don't know what market they're trying to get. That's what I truly yeah. don't understand about it is that. Um, if you're well, not, al- I know, I know what market they're going for. White women. Yes. Well, I'm going same- to, I'm going to get to yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> if you're, if you are trying to quit drinking, right? Stop drinking cocktails. If you're a vegetarian, stop <laughs> eating burgers. Yeah. So then it has, it has this card with some, uh, cocktails, but this is just, uh, so this is a, um, whiskey and soda with lime. Yeah. The MC, but instead of whiskey, it says Monday whiskey. A gold rush, which is just lemons, lemon, honey syrup, and, and bourbon. bourbon. It's a delicious drink. Delicious drink. It's one of the most simplest, delicious cocktails you can make. And here's the thing of how to make it, but it just says Monday whiskey. Like I could just take any whiskey recipe and put yours in it and make yeah, it worse. It's not, a, it's not a recipe. A whiskey highball, uh, whiskey, ginger ale, and lemon. 
maple fashion, two ounces of whiskey, maple syrup, bitters, and fresh orange. These are all just regular whiskey recipes that you have substituted with shitty things. So if I'm trying to quit drinking, the way to do that is to not drink cocktails. Yeah. Because all that's going to do is I'm going to take a sip of this and go, oh, that doesn't taste like an old fashioned at all. Like I, I really, really wish, there, wish was, there was whiskey yeah. in this. <laughs> Um, so then the other one that I ordered, th- this was this Kentucky 74. And the only thing worse than tasting this is the knowledge that I inadvertently contributed 72 cents to women's charities <laughs> because they give 2% of their sales to women's charities. Yeah. 2%, which feels like nothing. And it's even more of a nothing because I don't know exactly what the whiskey market is in off the top of my head. There are 327 million people in the United States. Half of those people are children. It's half and half is women, and 30% of them are children, I think. 20 or 30% are children. So 30% of the population can't drink, Mm -hmm. which leaves you with 60, 70% of the population who can drink. And of those, I guess that like less than 50%, 50% are maybe 30% don't drink at all. Yeah. And then of that remaining 40% of the population, I'd say it's about half and half people who do hard stuff and people who only do beer. Mm -hmm. And then the hard stuff is broken down even further. So if I were going to throw out a number, like a rough guess of how many whiskey drinkers there are in the United States, I would guess like 60 million people. Okay. That's your market share. That's your possible market share of whiskey drinkers. As just a guess. This is not good enough to make me want to drink something other than whiskey. When I was at the store, so I was going to this wedding reception and I was at the store and I was buying some alcohol to make, um, what was I making? Uh, Cosmos. Because mm-hmm. I was quasi bartender. I was really a facilitator of this wedding. Yeah. I was like, that's the only word I can think of to describe it. Sure. Where it's like, we need shit done. And I took care of it. You need you need cocktails. I got cocktails. You need cards washed. I move wash yeah. cards. You need lighting hang. You need a band mix. You need people escorted out. I'm taking care of all of it. <laughs> you need a beer in your hand right now. This man's got it for you. As long as everyone's having a good time, I'm having a good time. Yeah. And I was. I was called the next day and told that it was a it was an un. Uh, it was it was a super duper success. I don't remember exactly the exact <laughs> words, but everybody was very happy with how much how great the party went. So uh, that's a big win for me. Yeah. Anyway, I'm at the store, and while I'm there, I so when I was a kid, I was at a we were in an event at a friend's house, and uh, something happened to my shirt. I think it might have gotten like torn on a fence or something, and so I was just given this shirt from somebody, and it was property of Canadian club athletic club. And I wore this shirt all the time in middle school and high school. No idea that yeah. it was advertising whiskey. And, uh, so anyway, I was at the store and I saw the Canadian club and Canadian club is $10 a bottle, ten ninety nine a bottle where you can get their select reserve for twelve ninety nine a bottle. <laughs> and I'm looking at those and thinking, and there was a bunch of different types. I'm thinking like I could buy all of these for 50 bucks. And I'm drinking this and I'm thinking I could buy three bottles of Canadian club and just get like fucking shit faced yeah. and en- enjoy myself more than drinking this spiritless alcohol. But the reason why the market that this is made for, you were going to say was women. Yeah. Because spiritless is made by three women. We can't, we truly can't express how much it means that you took the ch- a chance on our vision, whether you choose to go Havsies, which they have trademarked the phrase Havsies, by pairing Kentucky 74 with your favorite bourbon, which not, was not copyrighted, trademarked, trademarked. Okay. Yeah. But, but still. So 
what they're suggesting is an old fashioned has two ounces of whiskey in it. You put an ounce of this and an ounce of whiskey into it. And now your thing is less calories and, uh, doesn't and less alcohol by mm-hmm. volume and double the flavor of, of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, or with your favorite bourbon or go completely spirit spiritless. We hope you'll be spitting from your first sip. We'll be honest. When we first developed Kentucky 74, we wanted to solve for how we could just have just one more spirit, one more, Spiritless whiskey sour and still make an early morning meeting. Well, you could have a hundred spiritless whiskey sours and still make an early morning meeting. You just want one more whiskey sour. But in our search to balance family goals, personal goals, professional goals, workout goals, no guilt goals, and y'all, the list goes on. We find ourselves drawn to a higher purpose, saying less is yes. TBH, we also kind of like being the gutsy go-getters bold enough to distill a non-alcoholic spirit in the heart of bourbon country. Spiritless is the tool in our toolkit that enables us to be the best we can, no matter the occasion. Without going over the top, it allows us space to celebrate good news days and more than bad days, and every day in between at any time of day. No, really, any time of day. Flip through and learn how to sip spiritless. Welcome to the No and Low Movement, friend. We hope you like it here. Cheers. Lauren, Abby, and Lexi, spiritless founders. Women made this because women can't handle real alcohol. So this is also a book of terrible cocktails. Spiritless whiskey sour, which is it's, just a recipe for whiskey sour with spiritless. Yeah. To me, it's in that same vein. It's people that that want to cut cake out of their life, but still eat cake. Yeah, you know, I I I, I want to be a vegan, but I want to be able to have a bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, or you know, anything like that. It's I want to, you know, I would drink with you guys. I would have a drink with you guys, but I got to be at work at 7.30 tomorrow. See, the only thing Fucking is- Fucking have a water. The only person that's doing that to you is you. Yes. Yeah. Not not I'm not me. If, no. I, if we go out, you know, and I order an old fashioned and you go, no, I'll just do water. I'm I've, not going to go, oh, Tim, oh, what are you, you're not going to have I a drink I usually don't drink when you we know, go out. Usually, you usually don't. Which uh, the, it's yeah, your yeah. fucking choice. Yeah. You're, you are peer pressuring yourself into just yep. drinking all the time. Stop hanging out with those friends. <laughs> don't make terrible alcohol. Just stop hanging out with those friends because yeah. real friends don't give a shit. Yeah. If if we were over at Truckin' and Tuckin's for movie night and I was like, "Hey, you want an old fashioned?" You said no. I go, "All right, Truckin' Tuckin', you want one? Yes. All right, then, then we're I'd go them. grab a Dr Pepper from the fridge. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably say you want Dr Pepper or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or if we're having poker night. Because there's been times when I have been the guy who chose not to drink. I'm not like, yeah. oh, you know what? Yeah, I'll do an old fashioned, but bring me bring me a non alcoholic one. Yeah. No, I just drink water. Yeah. No big deal. Uh, we, we, we we did poker night. There's five guys around me smoking cigars. Yeah, but I don't. He so, so he didn't. I didn't. And guess what? I didn't give a shit because no. I kind of like the smell of them. It's it's four weak people to pretend to be, but uh, the other. You can't drink this out. You are never going to go to Valkyrie or Hotel Indigo or Hodges Bend or any of the other like big whiskey bars here in town, including big whiskey. But uh, that's not really that's more corporate. You're never going to go McNelly's or any of the this is just Tulsa, these places that are dedicated to whiskey and walk in there and go, yeah, I'll have a Monday whiskey. I'll go, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) How do you make that? It's a uh, it's a non-alcoholic spirit. I, I'm actually a salesman. I have some here. <laughs> take a look at that and go, zero alcohol whiskey. So what's it made out of? Is it made out of grains? No, no, no. It's made out of like random shit, monk fruit that we distilled. Okay, well, whiskey's a grain alcohol, so this isn't made with grains, so it's not um, 
It's not whiskey. And this, what is this? Oh, this is a Kentucky bourbon, Kentucky 74. What we Non-alcoholic did was- spirit for bourbon cocktails. Like, okay, well, is it 51% corn? N- no. Is it aged in new American oak barrels? Charred. Charred uh, virgin American oak barrels? Uh, n- no. Uh, is it 40% alcohol? N- no. Mm, sounds like it's not whiskey. No, it sounds like <laughs> it's not bourbon or whiskey. Why don't you take that and go away? Yeah. You're never going to you're never going to go out somewhere and find this. You're going to have this at your friend's house. The Kentucky 74 tastes like uh <coughs> uh like you 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 fixed a can of beans last night and it's still left over and you haven't like rinsed the rinsed the can out the next day. Mm-hmm. So the next day you take that and you rinse the can out and you pour that water into a blender. Uh, with some uh, burnt wood chips. Yeah. And then you blend it all up, strain it, and put it into a bottle and sell it to people. Here's the truly frustrating part about this. So after we finished drinking, we went and looked at the reviews. And the reviews, this these websites, nothing but four and five star reviews. Yep. And as I discovered, it's because they hide and delete any review that doesn't say this is the best thing I've ever had. Yes. Because otherwise, people would log into your page and there would be 600 one-star reviews of people saying this is undrinkable swill Swill. that's the word for this is (laughs) swill and nobody would ever purchase your product again like this is a scam that's going to last and and i'm i don't feel stupid for doing it i'm i am the pioneer who and and in another 10 years when this fed comes back and they try spiritless alcohols again or they find a way to take the alcohol out of real whiskey Uh uh-huh I'll try it again because I'm fascinated by it, man. I'll try. I'll try 300 whiskeys if it, to find one that's good. And I've definitely had some bad ones. And these are these both count on the bad ones. Uh, not whiskey, but you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So, yeah. If you're if you're even remotely curious, don't buy them. Here's the other thing. This shit goes bad. Yeah, yeah, that's right. One of these I think you're supposed to refrigerate. This one he says once you pop the top, store in a cool, dry place, do not freeze, enjoy within six months. Six months. This one says distilled after opening, sip within six months and no need to refrigerate. Oh, so this one you don't have to refrigerate. Anyway, so you don't have to refrigerate them, but you do you they do go bad. Whereas there are there are whiskeys on my bar. I think the one that I've had the longest, I have a 12-year-old Jameson that I've had since 2014. Wow. Yeah. That shit's not going bad anytime no. soon. They will go bad. If, if, if they're exposed to sun. If they're exposed to direct sunlight for a for, for a long time. time yeah. yeah, and they have like huge heat fluctuations. Or if there's um just like a tiny bit left in the bottle. Yeah. You'll get particulate that'll form, but this is this is a very narrow field mm-hmm. when this happens. These these will yeah, both they go can't bad. sell a twelve year Kentucky seventy four. No, uh, disgusting. Anyway, because eleven and a half years ago that batch went bad. <laughs> That's my issue, and uh, that brings us to Miller episode, which means it's time for episode is brought to you in part by Ricada News Network. Is definitely not fake news. Well, Tim. What news do we have today? Well, our first news story comes to us um, from another area of the vice market. Uh, this one specifically from the drug market. Um, just like how uh, people are ruining whiskey by um, adding all these like labels and uh, um, they're adding labels to it and they're trying like 
that, that's the thing, right? With whiskey, we're making peanut butter whiskeys and peach whiskeys and right? all these other stupid things. And there, and all the ads are like, "This is small. This is small batch, handcrafted." You know, they're they're trying to add all these terms to it. Well, um, apparently, over in the UK, um, people are trying to get into ethically sourced cocaine. Oh my god! Um, apparently, there is a high demand for. The so-called woke coke at uh, posh dinner parties in the UK. Um, it's also, you know, it's also been described as environmentally friendly sniff. Um, apparently, cost four hundred and thirty-five dollars a gram. Wow. Uh, which uh, I'm not up on my on my coke market does, sales. Uh, does whiskey do that when you shake it up? Froth. Yeah. No, it's gross. <laughs> I, I swore one of these bottles said it was handcrafted. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, um, I was probably drunk when I read that, though. Apparently, uh, it's it's sort oh, of no. like there we go, handmade in California. There you go, California. California. Uh, it's kind of like people trying to get into crypto because they see how lucrative it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the cocaine trade in the U- just in the UK makes four point nine five billion dollars annually. Billion with a B. With a B in Britain. In Britain, how the fuck did I get that shit to Britain? Like, I understand how it comes to America. Uh huh. Boats. Know, no, over the over the border. You know, with the coyotes, uh-huh. they they tie them up like to chase the roadrunner. They send roadrunners yes. across the border, and the coyotes uh-huh. follow. Uh, I just like that. Uh, um, they have the the like rich people are trying to get into something that is like the dirty, like the what's seen as like the dirtiest tray you can get into, yeah. and clean it up and make it. We're gonna gentrify it, gentrify, yeah, gentrify cocaine. Yeah, you, know, you know what this feels like is is if the DEA came up with a plan that actually worked, where they were gonna gentrify the drug deal uh-huh. the drug trade to make it like no longer cool yes uh-huh. you know, like when your parents when you see you see those pictures on uh, online of like uh the dad with the shorts cut off the way his daughters were you know how mm-hmm. what do you think or the crop top kind yeah. of thing trying to embarrass your kid out of something like oh yeah the the rich white folks are doing the cocaines now also <laughs> Well, our next news story comes to us from Michigan. Um, a Michigan man made a striking discovery uh, under his house in Norton Shores when uh, he went to demolish his back stairs and found 160 bowling balls. Okay. He said he found one first buried in the sand beneath cinder blocks that made up his stairs. And after he continued to chip away, he just found more and more and more. And he was actually kind of happy because like a bowling ball is way easier to get out than like a rock piles of sand and rocks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he found out they were made by Brunswick bowling and he contacted them and they said that there was a plant in the era, uh, in the fifties when these bowling balls were made and that, um, th- what it would have truck went missing. Well, the great bowling ball heist. Yeah. <laughs> Of That's 1953. What I, man, that is what I want. The bowling ball heights of 1953 <laughs> sounds like a Coen Brothers movie yeah. waiting to happen. But apparently what it is is they would take the bad bowling balls um, 
they were basically scrap and use them as an alternative to like gravel and sand in home building in the area, in of the, the area plant. of the plant. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so these balls are worthless. These balls are worthless. Uh, but I mean, just imagine, can you imagine 160 bowling balls right now? Yeah. The, so there was a, when the great American flea market was up, open yeah, yeah. at uh, Admiral and Mingo, I think. They used to have a guy out there who he was building like the pyramid for world peace and it was mm-hmm. out of bowling balls. I think that was probably at least 160 bowling you balls. You think so? Yeah. Let's call that guy. He'll come pick him <laughs> come up. Come pick him up. Uh, well, our last news story comes to us from Albany, specifically a subset of Albany, uh, Mechanicville, New York. Okay. Um. There's a hydroelectric plant there built in 1897. It's uh, the oldest renewable energy facility still running in the world. Um, it's a regular hydroelectric plant there. Yep. And uh, with a chunk of the power that they are producing, they are now mining Bitcoin with it. Of course. Because here's the here's the quote from the CEO of um, the company that owns the plant, we can actually make more money with Bitcoin than selling the electricity to the national grid. Nice. Uh, it's as if... So it's a green energy Bitcoin mine. It is a green energy Bitcoin mine. Nice. Uh, but like, imagine, but this is the oldest uh, renewable energy facility in the world. Yeah. That is still running. Yeah. And they're using it to mine Bitcoin. Old meets new, man. East meets West. It's like a classic Western. You think so? Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, right now, all they're doing is buying used uh, Bitcoin servers. Um, but to me, like the whole crypto thing, which, uh, you know, to me, crypto, the more there is, the, there are these wacky news stories about it. <laughs> You know, uh, any news is what's the what's the phrase? No news uh, is good. All news is good news. All news no, is no, good news, right? No such thing as bad news. No such bad thing as pro- bad. bad no such thing as bad publicity, right? Uh, the more like weird crypto stuff like this that happens, even if it fails, I think is you know giving crypt giving you know more credence and uh, to to crypto. Um. But I'd hate for like this plant to go out of business next year because Bitcoin went down too much. Yeah, it's because at this point it's gambling. But it costs them nothing to run it. That's the reason why you fail in Bitcoin is because your your mining rig costs you money to mm-hmm. produce the electricity or to consume electricity to, to mine it. So their electricity cost is zero. Their cost right now is buying miners. Yeah. So once they've broken even on that, every every additional cent is profit, be it like Bitcoin at $10 a coin or $100 million a coin. So I don't think that they'll go out of business because of it, but they may not. It may no longer be where it's cheap, it, they earn more money by not, by not shuttling the electricity off, yeah. in which case you just shut down the rig, shuttle back into the national grid, and then when price goes up, you turn the rig back on. 
I guess. It's just, I, I find it very weird. It's like, uh, if someone was, uh, it's that old, it's that old meets new thing. Like 1897. Think about that. 1897. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin. Like didn't have cars yet. Bitcoin. <laughs> but imagine, imagine like a parallel of that. What would that be? Like in, uh, no, that's all. They usually bring future stuff into the past and in, in movies, like like Wild Wild West. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of what that would be, uh, similar to. It would be. Isn't there a movie where they? Uh, it's like an Independence Day, right? How do we coordinate the global effort against the aliens? Ham radio. Old Morse code. Independence Day Resurgence, they use ham radio. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, but in the original, it's Morse code. It's I think we all know what I just said. Independence Day Resurgence is a terrible movie. No, I said despite being 13% of the population. Well, that's it for our news. This has been... The Ricky the Butt Network. Because there's always a piece of shit somewhere. Well, that takes care of our legal obligations this week, Tim. But you know what it doesn't take care of? What? Buying these boom arms. that we uh, These are brand new boom arms. 200, 210, maybe 215 episodes somewhere in there in my old boom arm. Uh-huh. I don't know how many with yours. Probably, uh, probably 175, 180. Yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Um but they were they were just wearing out. They they wouldn't stay in place. This new boom arm, like I can put it in place and it'll just stay there. The old boom arm would have, if I put it where it is now, it would have come out and down. Yeah. So I, I was I was so used to going like, all right, I need the mic to be I need the mic to be in point A. So I'm gonna point it put it in point C so that it'll shift into point A. Uh-huh. And now this brand new one, first second episode we've ever recorded on it, it's crazy. Should have done this like six months ago, like I'd been saying, <laughs> but I didn't because I am lazy and cheap. But yeah, so those were bought this month by patron supporters like you. And yes. over at the patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for. Here's what I don't get. We have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, the video episodes, and our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier. Where we throw the random stuff we do here and there on it. Which we might do something for Black Widow after I see it. Yeah. I yeah. I told you my concept for another movie review. Oh, but, yes. That might be fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've already revealed what it'll be but um, for this one, but I think that maybe we come up with a... Anyway, then we have our $5 tier. We do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film, you vote on what film we watch, and we sit down and watch it and record a feature-length commentary. This month, we did Independence Day Resurgence, the sequel to Independence Day from 2016 that is not good. No. Also, during that movie commentary, we had the original Independence Day playing in, you know, in the background just to kind of monitor. So when you get to the end of Resurgence, we pick up and just continue to watch the end of Independence Day because <laughs> why wouldn't you? So you can watch that those with us um, on the Patreon. And finally, we have our $50 Spite Producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can demand guests. You can ask for special movie commentaries. I'm trying to get Sean Jacobson from uh, The Dick Show on as a guest. We've had a request to bring back Larry Blydner again as a guest. So I think um, hopefully we can get him this month. Who knows? That guy works too much. And now <laughs> I'm going to be working too much. It's a real pain in the ass. 
Anyway, we thank all of our patron supporters for supporting us and uh, helping support the show. Like I said, got us some new equipment next month. Next week, this is not this is not from the show, the Patreon, but next week I'm going to try this mic out that I haven't used yet. Uh, but I didn't want to do it this week because my voice is all messed up because my allergies are so bad. So next next week, hopefully my voice will be back to normal. I'm going to test this, this one. Anyway, there's a teaser. Let's get back to some issues. Tim, what's your second issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Uh, live chat. Uh, as I was watching the uh, soccer game this weekend, uh, there was a live chat on the, on the YouTube stream. On the YouTube stream. And I've never understood why someone would participate in a general live chat in that way. Yeah. I uh, get it for like a, you know, you're watching a show, like a podcast you like. or Yeah, if you're watching, if you're watching a podcast you like. Like uh, a, a YouTuber you like who does. A Twitch streamer. Yeah. But even, but like, there's a, there's a point where. It gets too big. It gets too big. Um, you know, the real popular stuff, you'll just see the chat fly by. And at that point, you know that like the person isn't reading them, isn't reading them. They have their moderators side chat open and the moderator will will ping them. Just be like, I have banned this person for this reason. Click here to see why. Right. And the mods will be talking to each other and they'll be talking to their mods. Um, and maybe the mods will pull something out of the live chat. Sure. Like, how, hey, this person asked an interesting question, asked an interesting question. Right. Um like, but at that point, so at that point, why, why participate? I, I've never understood this goal. So you can say that. I mean, to me, so when I was watching the soccer game, uh, it was either full screen or, you know, the chat was there mm-hmm. and, uh, it was just the most mindless, uh, analysis. No, it wasn't even analysis. It was just the most, I mean, like it's, it's where the dregs of society go. <laughs> they have nowhere else to be. Um, and I, it's, and it's not just that like, Oh, I want to talk to other people on, I, I kind of get that right. Um, that I want to talk to other people, uh, online because I'm alone. I can yeah. understand that, but to do it in like a, in the like chat section of like a YouTube stream that is a so big, it's and fast that it's just flying off the, the page. Uh, and the worst is like, I've seen people like, uh, I've seen, I've seen like a huge message just like fly by the chat before. Oh, Right, like I wrote like five hundred words. Just like build their heart and soul out into something that those those people will never read. It's like when uh, people would post weird confessions and user submitted on Imgur or uh-huh. or in in the comments of of a post on user submitted. Like, ah, oh, no, I'll ever see this, and then it would get thrown to the front page. <laughs> That's what that guy's hoping. He's hoping yeah. that the whole thing comes to a stop. And like, whoa, 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 hey, uh, Pueblo, whatever your fucking name is, playing the soccer game. Pause the game. Pussy Slayer twenty nine twenty one. He is talking about how his uh, mom's a drug addict and sexually abused him as a child. Uh-huh. Let's uh, let's let's discuss this. And then there's the the thing that is 
like you, you brought up Imgur, right? Imgur and like Reddit. Like if you're on a subreddit for like a very specific thing that has a couple of thousand subscribers or users or whatever, and it's something you're interested in, right? Even like the start, let's say the Star Trek subreddit. Yeah. You, you used to go there. Yeah. Um, and would have discussions about Star Trek. When yeah. I say discussions and quotes, I mean arguments. I would call people dummies. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that's because that's something you really enjoyed, both uh, Star Trek and uh, calling people calling dummies. people dummies because yeah. they're stupid. Um, they don't understand Star Trek. Sure, uh, but like one of the reasons you had those arguments was because that's a pretty bi- like of, of the subreddits there are. That's a pretty that's a pretty popular one. Yeah. Right. That's so a, there are lots of extra dummies in there. Lots of extra dummies in there. Super turbo dummies. Right. But if you were in a Star Trek subreddit that was a thousand people, yeah, probably a lot less of those arguments. Well, there's like a Star Trek Discord that I'm in, yeah, that we talk about Star Trek, but it's mostly just like people post something and I'll go, no, here's this interesting trivia about this, and they'll go, I didn't know that, and I'll say, yeah, and I'll expand on it or whatever, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll discuss, and it's a lot more of a conversation about yeah. Star Trek, which is that's why like the like why would you like be commenting in r slash world news oh yeah or the this comment section of imager you know of the the you know top whatever image today's most popular image meme today's most popular meme is this image and i'm over here trying to have a discussion in the comment section like you could go watch stuttering john yeah, his live streams, the comment section, like they're just they're completely in their own world sometimes, just having a conversation, not even related to what's going on in in his stream. Yeah, which that is I, another thing that doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I can maybe understand it, uh, just because like if you're if you're there for a specific reason and other people are there for a specific reason, like you know you make friends or whatever. But to be in uh, a YouTube, you know, stream, Twitch stream, what have you, uh, and I, I just don't understand. These people have no. These people really have nowhere else better to be. Yeah, of course not. It makes me want to go to that person's house. Yeah. And just I like I want to I want to be able to log in to their computer while they're posting in these massive chats, just like shooting their load into the ether, uh-huh. and just like go through their computer and look around and go, oh wow, you have nothing going on. <laughs> I would just like to like literally, you know, like hey, are you um, um Dick Rider seventy two? Okay, uh, I see here that uh. Uh, Saturday last night at uh, about 9.30 p.m., you went into a Twitch stream and uh, typed lol keck. Are you uh, proud of yourself? First of all, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, uh, what did you hope to accomplish by doing that? Uh, yes, are you are you a dog lover? 1968? Is there a reason why you went into Amaranth's uh, stream this weekend and just spammed the phrase post feet uh-huh. for 35 minutes until the mods muted you? No. 
I guess she got kicked off Twitch recently. For like a day. Oh, uh, for a day. Uh. Yeah. I didn't... I only hear this stuff in passing, so... I, bar- I barely saw that... Uh, what I saw was the peop- were the people imitating her- what she did to get banned in comedic ways. What they what, what, what did she get banned She was for? like on her bed, right? Camera, like full body shot, mm-hmm. bent over doing ASMR, ear licking stuff. And so I saw people like stuffing their pants and like... <laughs> you, you know, but doing the pose she was doing, which was ass, you know, ass up, uh, hiked in the air. People make just fun of that. go do porn. Yeah, it's just get rid of she this. She makes like, so much money. I know it's ridiculous. Why? Why does everybody's like upset with Twitch? And yeah, I get it. They they should just kind of fuck off. Who gives a shit? But they make uh, OnlyFans. They make. Yeah. All the cam sites, you could just go be a cam girl and do the same thing and do the same thing, but you, but then you wouldn't pretend that you're like a content creator. Yeah. Oh no, I'm a content creator. Oh yeah. I think there. If if I had to guess, there will probably be some middleman. As in, there will eventually be, you know, in a year or two, there will be some big ish site. Because mm-hmm. it will be the halfway point. Oh, where it's halfway, be- where it's it's exclusively thoughts, but not naked thoughts. No, it, it will be uh, it will be Twitch, but no one no one on the site will be just playing Mario Kart. Ah, right. It won't just be some dude playing Mario Kart. It will be some naked dude playing Mario Kart. Like um. Brent Banfield. I don't know who that is. He's a WTP guy, ah. he, but he's a guy uh-huh. and he streams like in a tube top or with no shirt on. Huh. And I think it's to it be in solidarity with these female streamers, Yeah, but he gets like 14 viewers. So That's weird. he's also a lunatic. <laughs> he talks about his finances and he's like, yeah, so uh, this month uh, we made $40,000 in sales, but uh, we spent $33,000 in, um, advertising yeah. and and we uh paid off five thousand dollars in additional debt so really for all for a profit of you know five thousand dollars two thousand dollars or whatever and and then it goes but also you know we took out these loans of a million and a half dollars that we owe 61 yeah. percent interest yeah. on You're just like what the fuck is the matter with you <laughs> uh it's hilarious he's hilarious anyway yeah, I don't, I don't really, I get, uh, so, you know, a couple of years ago, we watched uh, some live stream of a boxing match. I don't remember what boxing match it was in our Discord, and there were a bunch of us chatting. Yeah. You know, a half dozen, a dozen or something. But we were all chatting, you know, 12 people chatting. Yeah. And, and but in the actual live stream link, it was like you said, just flowing and flowing and flowing. There's a, there was no amount of information that you could have. No paused on to read any and if of you that. did pause it would i mean you know half of it would be spam yeah and then you'd be behind by forty five thousand yeah. posts by the end of it uh, or like when we watch movie night in our discord there's just a few of us and we're chatting we're not yep. really watching the movie but imagine that but with a hundred people it'd be it would just be noise mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a show yeah <coughs> and then wanting to and also it's join the noise. Join the noise. 
it's on video content. So I'm already trying to use my eyes to watch the thing. And now mm-hmm. I'm also reading your dumb thoughts as it yeah. happens. That's one of the things I don't like about YouTube and Twitch streams is when they do the, the whole super chat thing. And they're so they're in the middle of whatever they're doing. They're like, oh, the, oh, we got a super chat in. Uh, uh, Scotty fuck fuck says that he'd like he'd like me to show post feet. He gave me five dollars. Thanks to five dollars, Scotty fuck fuck. If you want to see feet, you're going to have to spend a little bit more. And then the, then the, there's a moment where they go like, OK, what was I doing? Oh, that's right. I was uh, showing feet. <laughs> you have to be supremely lonely. Yeah. You think so? I, I think you do. I think you have to not have any friends in order to in order for that to be. And think that the person you're watching is your friend. Yes, because I think that's what the I think that's what streamers in the Internet is now more and more is surrogate friends that you can. Uh, well, because it's a parasocial relationship that you have yeah. with yeah. people, and that even people listen to the show. Not to say it's good or bad, but there are people listening to the show, right? They know a lot about you. They know a lot mm-hmm. about me. If they were to see me, they could tell a person like, "Oh, that's that's Tab. He's got all these. These are he's got these views. Yeah. He likes these things. He does these as hobbies, right?" But me, me and them. The only thing I know about them is that they listen to the show, which tells you nothing, nothing. Um, so there's this weird balance, right? But then, then we, we have the discord where people chat and I've gotten to know those people and yeah. I consider them to be friends in a online sense. And, but a lot of these people, they just go on these streams of streamers and just post and they're like, Oh, you're looking real nice today. And they're like, Oh, Scotty fuck fuck says I look real nice today. Thanks Scotty. And they're like, I have a friend now, but yeah, it's not really a person where you, if you were to walk, if you were to just run into them in the grocery store, cause I've run into dickheads out in the real world mm-hmm. and it's, it's fun. Right. But if you were to run into, you know, especially one of these lady streamers, uh, and go like, oh, I'm Scotty. Fuck, fuck. They'd be like, oh, uh, why are you here? <laughs> You're supposed to be in the chat and not a person. Like, like when you were a kid and you see your teacher not at school. Yeah. Like, why is she out of? She's out of the school. Why have <laughs> what, they let the teacher out of the school? Yes. Go back to go your back home. To your home, which is the school. Which is the school. <laughs> uh, it it's that same concept. I think huh. is that they want. Because they like the attention, sure. but they like that veil of intimacy that they're able to pull across. That's why that uh, Amaranth lady and was able to pretend she didn't have a boyfriend and the Nico Lull girl mm-hmm. who now has a $2 million apartment despite saying eat the rich. When I said eat the rich, I meant people who make $2.5 million. Yeah. What a bitch. That She hid that she had a boyfriend. There was another one that was hiding it. Because they get to pretend this veil of intimacy. Yeah. And I gave yeah. you ten thousand dollars. Uh, that one guy that uh, there was a post going around a few weeks ago of the guy who gave the the streamer like fifteen grand to spend an, a weekend with her or something. Yikes! And he was like a tall mutant, and she. Oh man, yeah. It's it's this parasocial relationship where you don't have the confidence to go put that out in your world you know, in person. So you get on there and you can kind of hide behind your screen name and you can post stuff and mm. you can, you could get attention. You get attention too. Yes. Because when you give a girl $5 and she reads her, writes her name on uh-huh. her leg, I'm going to start writing names of people in the chat on my arms. If you want to <laughs> donate money and super chat us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <Or> am I? <laughs> 
but, yeah, but, or no, they, but they, really. they put your they put they write your name on a <laughs> post-it note and put it on their wall. Yeah. Like you're now part of this set. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's odd. That's why people are doing it because they have no friends. I have friends, so I see that stuff and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not interested in you're that. You're a weirdo. You're a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. I could go out to the bar if I wanted to. If I wanted to have an anonymous friendship, I'd just go to the bar and, and become friendly with another drunk. Yeah. Or possibly potentially get into a fight. Five days. I made it July 3rd to July 9th before I was threatened again. Clock restarts on July 9th. What are we, what is it today? The 12th? Uh yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're at we're at three. Can I make it two more? We'll find out. Uh, that's a story for another time, though. Because here's what I don't get. Webs of lies. You want to hear some real personal information? Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, I don't get liars and lie lies and lying liars who tell them, as Al Frank had put it. To me, it's always been easier to tell the truth. And don't get me wrong. I... I Everybody lies sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to. Uh, sometimes you do it just because it's convenient or whatever. But mm-hmm. the general rule is you can't, you stick take a pick a lie and stick with it, mm-hmm. and then you just you stay by that lie and you don't change your narrative and you don't let too many lies. Yeah. It's one of the things they always talk about in um, movies when they do like this person's going undercover. Like always, make your undercover identity close to the truth, and that way mm-hmm. it's it's You're it's harder really to slip yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> so. And actors, you know, when you're in acting, it's like draw from your experience to yeah, kind yeah. of go from this because acting is lying just professionally. professionally. Yeah. But man, people build themselves a big web of lies and um, well, lies are like matchsticks. <laughs> and when you big build a big house out of matchsticks, it just takes someone deciding that they're di- tired of your bullshit to light one of said matches and everything can, will come crumbling down around you. So On fire. A few weeks ago, so here's the story, right? My parents got married before I was born, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously before I was, well, not obviously, but they were married before I was born, <laughs> and then I was born, uh-huh. and then they split up, and my dad remarried, my step, my mom did not, mm-hmm. yada, 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 she met this guy, had a kid, had another kid. Those are my two sisters on that side. Yeah. My dad has then had also had two daughters at a much later point in time. So, so my life for 20 years was being the eldest child to four sisters, mm-hmm. more or less. You know, the numbers slowly grew, but the eldest was a big part of that. Yeah. And part of that also was. So my two sisters with my mom, the reason why the dad wasn't around was because he was dead. He died in a car accident when my youngest sister on my mom's side was very young. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's not around. That's, But my mom also wouldn't tell my sister anything about her dad, really. So one of the things when you don't know something about yourself... And I don't know this because I've always known this about myself because I've always known my dad. Um, one of the things that happens when you don't really know anything about yourself, or at least what happened to my sister, was you pursue as much information as you can get your hands on. Yeah. 
So she was without rest, would just pursue every avenue of information she could get about her father. What kind of man was he? What was he like? What did he do? Am I like him? All those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. She she would ask me, and unfortunately, I only vaguely remembered him. But that was a defining characteristic of her life, was that she didn't have a father, yeah. and she wanted to know more. And for whatever reason, her mother wouldn't tell her anything about it. Because he was dead. Now, some people are starting to predict what's going <laughs> on here. Some people have like, seen movies mm-hmm. or... Yeah. So... A couple years ago for Christmas, or maybe it was last Christmas, I don't recall exactly when it happened. Fairly recently. Part of the pursuit that this sister had for Evergreen, we'll call her. Mm-hmm. And part of this pursuit that Evergreen had for information about her father and her father's side of the family was looking for a 23andMe test. Now, you know what 23andMe is, right, yeah. Tim? It's You spit in a little tube, yep. you send it in, they send it back, and they'll tell you your genetic makeup. Yes. How much black you are. Yes. And sorry, my throat's drying out. Like uh, Conan O'Brien has a funny story about he he did twenty three and me came back he was one hundred percent Irish, which is impossible. Hello. To reach you, dot press one more. Speak with live representative or press two. Guard services, how are you doing? I'm I'm amazing. Hello. See, they flag they flag me as a do not call. And then they call you. And then they call me anyway, those sons of bitches. Yeah. So anyway, my sister gets the 23andMe test, and it comes back. And here's something I didn't know about 23andMe, Tim. Did you know this? When you take a 23andMe test, and other people take a 23andMe test, it will flag them in your system and go, this person is potentially a half-sibling. This person... Or like a long-lost cousin. Or, or yeah. a cousin, based on these, like, markers... So she takes a 23andMe test and it pings up two half siblings that are out there. Mm -hmm. So she's, her world has just expanded. Yeah. These are her father's kids, obviously. And then the real shoe falls. Someone tells her, as you might have predicted, your father's not dead. He moved to Oregon. Hello? Yeah, he he ran away to Oregon. So, he's alive. Yep. In another fucking state. Not dead. Not dead for 20 years. Yeah. So she tells me this, and I'm fucking shocked. <laughs> shocked. Because uh, her whole life I've thought he's dead. Yeah. And so... Turns out he's a real shitty guy, thus fleeing to Oregon instead of taking care of his three kids, my two sisters, a brother, who's slightly older than I am, Mm -hmm. but not a sister, because the half-sister, the half-sister I knew about, I learned about the half-sister about, I don't know, six or seven years ago. My mother, prior to meeting my dad, hooked up with a guy and had a kid. She put up for adoption and has never mentioned it to any of us. So I am not the oldest child. I have an older sibling. 
which was never revealed to me, mm-hmm. who I now know where they are. And I've talked to them and we're planning to go meet her in uh, August. I've now met my sister's brother, who seems like a cool guy. But that's just that's just the one lie, right? Yeah. That's two lies. The first, the, the, here's the here's the main lie. The main lie is that your your dad's dead. Yeah. But what that caused was a web of lies to form up. So one of the things is that we lived our entire lives. We lived no more than ten miles away from my sister's grandparents on her paternal side. Now our shared grandparents our maternal grandparents lived in Virginia, mm-hmm. which is 22 hours away from Oklahoma. Yeah. So you don't really go see them a lot. Plus for whatever reason, I don't know, probably more lies in life. We've never had that. You have a strong relationship with your cousins. Yes. Uh, we do not have a strong relationship with our cousins. We have a Facebook relationship with our cousins, which is meaningless uh-huh. for me because I don't have Facebook. So, We've never really spent the most amount of time we spent with those cousins was when our grandfather died and we had a big family reunion and when our grandmother died and we had a big family uh-huh. reunion. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. The the one time you see all these extended family members, you kind of, you barely know. A- aside from a couple of times where like we would be in the vicinity of aunts and uncles and we'd see them. But that was very, very rare. Yeah. So her father, my sister's father was an only child who apparently shat out three kids and my sisters were denied a relationship with their grandparents because the grandparents would reveal that their dad's not fucking dead. And they live and they live 10 miles away. This is someone that you could just, you remember going to grandma's house? Yeah. Yeah. My grandparents lived three and a half hours away. Yeah. And we went there once a month. Yeah. And you get spoiled. Yeah. And you had this like additional part of your family. A huge part. That is that just missing for 20 years out of the out of the life because if you take the kids over there, this lie will come out. Yeah. So we have to create another lie. Well, why don't why don't they go why don't these cuz I would ask, why don't they come visit? Why don't we visit them? Like what is the deal with them? Where do they live? They live here in town. Oh, but they're weird. They don't they never really accepted uh, your sisters because you know they're not they're kind of illegitimate children which is a lie to reinforce the other lie yeah so her grandfather's dead he died without ever really getting to spend any time with them at all to support this lie this lie of God, the <sighs> So what has it done? Man, that makes me mad. That makes me fucking mad too. What has it done? It's created a a web that is now on fire. Yeah. <laughs> because like I know all this and a lot of this I learned via my sister who discovered it all on her own yeah. and has and now had to deal with it. And uh, basically, when you find out someone's been lying to you for 20 years, you don't really want to hang out with no. them anymore. No. So she has essentially emancipated herself from our mother and wants nothing to do with her ever again. You, you, have, you denied this, and now you're going to lose your, your, your children because 
you needed to create a narrative to support yourself and you thought that it would never catch up with you. It's always going to catch up with you. The web can only grow so thick. Mm -hmm. If the lie had just been your dad's dead and you could even lie to fix that. Cause I, yeah. cause it could have been like, well, he's a bad guy. I didn't want you to know that he was a bad yes, guy. Right. But that, exactly. that wasn't the reason. No. I don't know what the reason was. I don't know. what the purpose of this was. I don't know what there was to gain. It seems like there's only a thing to lose. And that's why you just got to keep your lies small. If at all, if at all, just tell the truth. He fled to Oregon. He didn't want to be a dad and he fled to Oregon. He's a real piece of shit. You're low. You're better off with Adam. Cause my sister talked to him. She came to that conclusion herself. <laughs> yeah. Who knows, man? And it's not like it's not like she's ever had any qualms about trash talking someone's parent to them <laughs> because she's done nothing but tear down my dad my entire life in front of me, to me, lied about him, misrepresented him, him, tried to make us not be have the strong relationship that I have with my father, which I think is the major reason why I'm not a fucking psychopath at this point. <laughs> She had no problem with that. She had no problem shit talking my dad to my sisters who they have nothing to do with him. He's yeah. not their fucking family. But the web has to be maintained. The facade has to be maintained. I mean, it's what it is. It's a building a facade. The facade yeah. And it's just disgusting and despicable. And I don't get how you can live that way. I don't get how you can live yeah, me either. that lie forever there has to be there has to be a major flaw to make you to be able to live with that i mean i can i i can live with some real darkness in me uh -huh. i don't think i could live with that every day maybe maybe it gets easier right maybe like the first day you lie it's like oh i don't know if i should have done that and the second day you're like well you know it seems you're working so far but you have to you have to just un think you're running against a clock, right? You right. have to understand that you just hit us you just started a clock and you don't know when that clock runs out. You just know that it's running. Yeah. And every lie every lie takes some time off that clock. Just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit and eventually it's going to hit zero. And are you hoping that you're dead before it hits zero? Like what was the plan? <laughs> The plan was for now, not for tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. But you just build it up and you build it up and you build it up and you keep lying. And you tell you tell lies to hide other lies and you just keep doing it until like your daughter once hates you. Viscerally hates you. Went from a hundred to zero. Mm, I wouldn't well, say a hundred. You, 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 you know what I mean? It was a slow decline, but there was a point like right where you're kind of, you're kind of, there's a percentage in you, right? Like yeah. don't, I have my own issues with our mother outside of this uh -huh. that have, you know, I'm not, 
I'm not 100 percent on our mom. I wasn't 100 percent on our mom prior to this. I don't think. I don't think most people are. Yeah. Well, I think I was below most people already. Sure. But it was pretty much like I was. I was kind of holding the clutch in a little bit on that, and I just let the clutch out. Like we're the engine's on, we're running at this point. Or, you know, I'm, if I'm lowering a rope in slowly and I'm getting closer to rock bottom, I kind of hit the point where I was just like, meh. Let go. Let go. Yeah. It's going to hit the ground. Everything floats. It's just at different speeds. And that's sad. That's the other thing is I woke, you know, I wake up one day and my life's pretty normal and I go to bed that night. This was a couple weeks ago. I go to bed that night and it's like everything, everything has changed. Yeah. Because I'm now quasi an uncle. I don't really know. I don't really know what you call your half siblings, half sibling and they have kids. I'm sure there's a word for it. Yeah. But I was introduced to their kids as Uncle Tab. So that was odd. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not it's not the same as I'm an uncle now. Yeah. Right? It's like I was an I'm, uncle I'm for an, a little bit. <laughs> I'm an uncle suddenly. <laughs> yeah. Three and five. Wow. Yeah. All for what? What'd you gain? What's your legacy gonna be? If you have grandchildren, are you going to get to see him? Are you going to be described to them the way your father and mother were described to us? Maybe not your mother, because, you know, my grandmother was not well liked by our mom, but (laughs) I didn't really like her either. But my maternal grandfather, you know, is one of the, is one of the strong men in my life that I reflect on the decisions that he made and why he was a great man. Is that what your grandchildren are going to hear about you? Or is it going to be one of those families where, Oh, you have two sets of grandparents. I just have one. And not because one of them lives far away, but because one of them are the ones we don't visit. Don't even talk about. Don't even talk about until you're in your twenties and you're like, "What happened to your parents, Dad?" Nothing. It's just easier to tell the truth. It's always been easier to tell the truth. It seems easier to lie at the at 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 the time. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that pisses me off about this, Tim, is all the shit I got in trouble for for lying as a kid. (laughs) Yeah. Every time I lied, man, yep. I would get I would get just Same. blasted, yeah. you know. And it's like, I remember uh, you've my lies were lies of deception. Your lies ruined people's lives. <laughs> you took away someone's grandchildren out of convenience. Seems like a nice lady, my sister's grandmother. Yeah, yeah, she's a very beautiful backyard. Gorgeous. 
They're mass. They were master gardeners. They had their house in parade homes. Wow. Pool. And you know the funny thing. My sisters who don't have the same father as I do. Mm-hmm. My dad's mom, my mima. She took care of those two girls that weren't her granddaughters. Yeah. Because she was a good woman who will be talked about with respect for a long time. She considered them her grandchildren as much as me, despite being of no actual relation. Yeah. Just think about that. What legacy do you want to leave behind, especially when it comes to your kids, man? What legacy do you want to leave for your kids? How do you want to be remembered? How do you want your family name to be carried on? Do you want to be carried on as the name of liars and cowards, or do you want it to be carried on as the name of warriors and people with integrity and people who stood up for what they believed in and people that did what was right because that was the right thing to do? I know what way I want to be described. Uh I don't know if that's the way I'm going to be described, but... I wouldn't say a large, there's a percentage of my motivations and the way I do things that is that I want to, I want people to remember me and what I do in a positive light Yeah. and say, you know, that was a guy who got stuff done. I miss that guy. I like working with that guy. I like, you know, hanging out with that guy. Maybe sometimes I've lived up to that. Maybe sometimes I haven't. But I've been honest. And I'll keep on. And, and it's it's amazing. It's amazing. You look at the your, your parents and you try and figure out where the fuck you came from. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I have, a, I have a liar manipulator for a mother. How did I become one of the most honest people I've ever met? <laughs> Too much. Like, yeah. honesty to a detriment. Yes. Almost. Part of that's my dad. He's a very honest person. I don't know. But I'm disappointed. You know, my family's falling apart. It's on the edge. You know, I can, I know it's burning. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a realist. Like I can, I see the flames. I smell the smoke. I know it's, we're not putting it out. There's no, bomb for this it's it's gotta just the the fire rises brothers i mean you just have to let it burn its course and what comes out of the ashes will either be destroyed or it'll be stronger and you take of that what you can a building that web it reminds me of that quote from Star Trek. The first length, the chain is forged. The first mm-hmm. act censured. The first voice silenced changes us all irrevocably. The first thread creates the net that will eventually drag you down. And every thread you keep adding, the stronger that net will be. So just keep it, keep it honest, keep it real, keep it 100. It's kind of a personal issue, but yeah, I don't get it. I don't get how you can lie for so long and then punish me for lying about little stupid shit. Tab, I have something to tell you. Oh no. 
I had seen Alien Covenant when I watched it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> well, this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tab Burr. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. If you want to call in the Here's Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on the Discord and leave a voicemail on the voicemail upload channel. I don't think we had any of those this week, but we do have some voicemails in the voice. Ah, fucking no internet. What do you mean no internet? You haven't been anywhere. You sit open on this (laughs) desk connected to one internet. The internet moved away. (sighs) Fucking piece of shit. I don't understand it because I have a ping in another server, too. It's been bothering me about all day. So when did you lose the internet, you motherfucker? Your account is set to expire soon? What do you mean? I keep adding movies to my Movies Anywhere account. I think I want to keep it. Fucking retarded. I want to share your data with more people. Yeah, get fucked. Hey, what's up, boys? It's Ness from Minnesota. I just got a real quick don't get for you. Breaded onion rings or cheese curds? Batter that shit. What the fuck is wrong with you breading it? All right. Later. I don't know what the difference is. Uh, breading would just be, uh, you know, like uh, uh, liquid and then flour. Mm-hmm. Whereas batter is like dipped into a batter. Bread is not batter. What is what makes batter and bread mix not the same thing? Um, you've made a cake before, right? Yeah. And dip an onion ring into the cake mix mm-hmm. and then frying it, as opposed to dipping the onion in an egg wash and then some seasoned flour. And then, okay, so so you're just doing like herbs and spices. It's it's less about. The ingredients are more about like the texture. Okay. So you're talking about like uh raw ingredients mixed up in a into a like a rub, be it flour and everything, uh-huh, versus actual like liquidy dough. Sure. Okay. I don't I I don't really care. Um Breading doesn't get as crunchy because it's just that thin layer of flour. Uh, yeah. Whereas like you deep fry batter and it, you know, it expands and gets crunchy. Thick and crunchy. Yeah. So like uh, Charlie's chicken is, is battered. Not breaded. This episode is brought to you by Charlie's chicken. <laughs> we ate for I'm lunch ch- today. Uh, That's a little... Because they dip the fries, the potato wedges in the batter, too. I believe. I would call that a dredge, which is somewhere in between. Jesus fucking Christ, your (laughs) fucking words and your stupid cooking. Just cook steaks. Just stop. Just cook steaks. You you don't batter a steak. But you do batter a chicken fried steak? You would bread a chicken fried steak. God damn it. Because like a chicken fried steak, right? It's not puffy and crunchy. No, it sucks. Just give me a fucking steak. <laughs> steak, side of steak. No more onion rings. Just fuck off. Steak rings. You, steak fingers. Yeah. 
which is just chicken fried I steak cut up into strips. It's true. Yeah. Hey guys, bone guy sixty nine. Uh, here's what I do get is the drunken Australian. Yeah, you shame me, sir, with your previous voicemail. I uh, just wanted to say you're the bigger man and the smarter man probably as well. Truly put me to shame. I appreciate your last message and I am sorry for being rude as well. Fair play to you. That's it, really. Got to admit, I was a prick. <laughs> Catch you later, guys. Wow. That's our first unbeef. Yeah. So, some someone just settled the beef. Settle the beef, in unless the there's a voicemail from the drunken Australian being like, "I'm not settling no beef," but, but in an Australian accent. But, and that'll be next week. Hey guys, this is what I don't get: <coughs> people not understanding divorce. I'm currently going through a divorce right now, and too many of my family and associated friends and others just—it's beyond their capacity to understand why I would get a divorce. You try to give an explanation of all these nuanced answers and things just aren't working out. That's apparently over their heads. So you just got to dumb it down, I guess, and just say, she went from when we first got together being 130 pounds, and now she's topping 300 pounds and isn't going to change, and she spends way more money than she brings in, and it's almost financially bankrupting me. What else do I possibly need to say? Thanks. F- fuck off it's none of your business <laughs> yeah are, is it your divorce then are you gonna buy me a beer or not yeah if not fuck right off yeah the only people that, that need to care about your divorce are your kids yeah if you have any uh the the have you seen this trend going on on the internet right now where women are posting like what I look like when I got together with my current boyfriend? You have shown me and what I look like now. Yeah, I'm bringing this in as a mini mini issue this month, but here's a teaser. I don't understand why these people are proud of this. <laughs> it's because like like yeah I. I <sighs> It's none, none of them, none of them are anything where it's like I went looking from a from like a fatty to a fit, nice looking person, yeah. or I went from like being too skinny to being just the right size, or I like I like just age gracefully and mm-hmm. look 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 a little older, but like a little more mature yeah. and put together. No, it's always there was one with this the like beautiful girl and now she looks like a fucking meth addict, or beautiful girl now she's like three hundred pounds, and you're you are proud of this transformation you've made in yourself i don't get that man yeah usually you, at a certain point you got to look in the mirror and go uh-huh. like oh man i'm i'm fucking getting real fat for me it was when i tried to go ziplining we couldn't go ziplining anywhere because the max weight was 250 mm. we had to find a place that would do two i was 265 at the time oh. Then I lost a bunch of that and I gained it all back. <laughs> but now I've lost it again and I have a strategy for keeping it off, which so mostly involves uh, moving and not sitting at home watching TV, eating and drinking all day Yeah, for a year. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing how that works. Uh, I did, I did gain some poundage back though after the 4th of July because mm-hmm. I was just like, man, I was binging like a motherfucker. <laughs> it was great. But I... I hadn't fully intended to. Yes. Uh, you were accounting for that. I was austerity myself to the 4th of July to then right. just binge. So, but it's back on the wagon now, which kind of sucks. 
Grilled chicken and water. That's a meal. Chicken breast and water. Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah, fuck those people. They can't understand. Like, have you not ever... Why did you quit your last job? Mm-hmm. Th- that's why we're getting divorced. Yeah. We, we hit a point where I can't be married to this person anymore. What are the details? What do the details matter? Is that going to change what you, what you care? Oh, she got too fat. Well, I'm not taking your side. Fuck off then. <laughs> we weren't friends before. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm crazy. But I, people are too nosy about that shit. They like they want to know what your business is when it just like fundamentally does not concern them. You want to help? Help me move my stuff. Yep. Help me, you know, give buy me a beer. Hook me up with your hot friend. Don't ask me dumb Don't questions. Don't try to fix it. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to fix it. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for watching. And uh, don't forget to not buy non-alcoholic whiskey. <laughs> and uh, enjoy the next six Or any other non-alcoholic spirit, because they do those, too. That's true. That is true. And uh, enjoy the next 16 minutes of silence, courtesy of uh, another podcast. We're just going to take their 16 minutes of silence and splice it in here. So, yeah, en- enjoy. Take this, take this 16 minutes. Just reflect on all the terrible things you've thought over the last 24 hours. Good day.